0: Hello everybody, welcome once again, as we are going to wrap up this part of uh, the Ministry of Encouragement teachings that we've been doing. We're in week number 13, that's a quarter of a year on this particular message series. And again, my hope is that it continues from here, that this becomes a part of the fiber of what we do. And I have laid out that foundation, I hope, very clearly um, if you haven't seen uh, or heard some of these messages, you may want to go back. It's that important, I think, and, and uh, listen to them. But we are going to uh, uh, really go after this ministry. And uh, I feel like that the, the Lord has called us to us and uh, that it's, he wants to do great things with it. And so um, we're going to do all that we can to help everyone. We're going to do all we can to encourage everyone to be encouragers. And, and so we're going to do that uh, as we move through this series together. Um, I've been starting almost every week of the review. I'm not going to do that. The review kind of work its way into this last message as we sort of close on it. Uh, I did have something that I thought was interesting. You know, um, a couple of weeks ago, I introduced you to the new hand sign to help us remember to encourage, too. That's this. And we borrowed it. Uh, we didn't actually borrow it. It was available. They used it a lot in the 60s and 70s. But kind of available now. and So we picked it up, and now when you see anybody doing this, they're, they're all about encouraging two people. That's what this means now, okay? And that the sign that went with that, the hand sign that went with that is, I'm encouraging two, are you? And so, and uh, fascinating, it's really been picking up some steam uh, really quickly. I'm very impressed about some of the people that I've seen doing this. You know, on a personal encounter I had, uh, just going into winn the the other day, someone walking by me was on their cell phone, and I saw them from church, and they didn't stop talking. They just looked at me and went, <laughs> it was perfect. I think that's wonderful. But I've also got some pictures of some other people uh, who I've, I've jumped right in. Uh, pretty happy about this. Adam Sandler's picked it up. And uh, he's out kind of spreading the word, being driven around doing it. And, and then Paul McCartney, too. This was a big one. You know, to have a knight involved is, is pretty significant. Way to go, Paul. Uh, also, uh, Miley Cyrus, you know, uh, she's going to pick up a certain crowd is she... Gets the message out there, and then uh, there was Will Smith. That was a big one, and we're we're happy to see him. He's kind of right in there, and then uh, that's Drew Barrymore. So she's got it, and uh, that's a good thing. And Bono, that's a big one. <laughs> you can get Bono. You know, you can you can change the world. And then uh, that's Ben Stiller, and he's actually trying to get and, and talk uh, Robert De Niro into this whole process. Encouraged to, I'll encourage to. You're encouraged to. And so we're real happy about that. That's picked up some steam. And, uh, and so, <laughs> I hope you'll pick up some steam with it as well. The other thing, uh, in, a, in a practical aspect here in the beginning, on your way in, I hope you got one of these. If not, there's still some back there. I've got plenty of these. These are, these are wristbands, and I have a purpose for them. And, and if you look at the wristband, it says, thankful five and encouraged two. Now, if you've been coming, you know exactly what that means, that you're to be thankful for five things every day and you're to encourage two people. Here's where the bands come in and, and the way I think they're very helpful. When I get up, I have this with my stuff in the morning and I put, them, I put this on my left wrist. I've had this all week. It works really good. I stick it on my left wrist. And, and left has four letters in it. And so to me, the left wrist is a reminder to do it, D-O-I-T, do the ministry, all right? So I put it on this wrist. When I've done it, when I've been thankful for five things and encouraged two people, I move it over to the right wrist, and and the right wrist has five letters. I don't know if you remember stuff like this, and to me, that's did it. And uh, I see you over there. You encourage two, and I'll encourage two. Good for you. And and, uh, and listen, I'm. I, this is really important stuff, and so so anything I can do to help you to remember this simple ministry, and we talked about it last week. It's it's. I believe it's simple, but I believe it's powerful enough to make a huge difference in our own lives and in the lives of people around us, and even beyond that. And and we just have to take up those two things. And and if if you heard me make this connection last weekend, I don't know if everybody did, um, because it seems like such a small thing, being thankful for five things and encouraging two people. But But all God is looking for is people that will take a small thing like that, with a little bit of faith, and move towards Him, And he'll do the rest. And it's just like the story in John 6, 1 through 9, when when there was a multitude of people that needed to be fed, and Jesus said to the guys, hey, let's feed them. And most of them said, no, it's not possible. But one of the disciples said, just a little bit of faith, here's a guy with five loaves and two fishes, five and two. And he brought it to Jesus, and it was enough to do a miracle. Being thankful for five things and encouraging two people. Bringing that to God with a little faith is enough to do some miraculous stuff, to bring encouragement into a very discouraged world and a grumpy world, a a world that's become anti-encouragement, and and that these simple things can really make a difference. Now, as we sort of close up this part of it, uh, of the series, I want to just use uh, sort of the life of Nehemiah, part of the life of Nehemiah, in... in, uh, sort of a way of of wrapping up this series. And we've looked at other uh, powerful encouragers in in the last few weeks. We've looked at Barnabas. We've looked at Jesus. And and I want to talk about Nehemiah today and and some of the things that he did. And Nehemiah encouraged the people of Israel at a time when they were deeply discouraged. And he helped um, get the walls rebuilt and sort of restore, uh, at some level, the nation of Israel to... um, being able to, to move again as as a people and he was really involved in that and so he steps into history in a time uh, in a nation where they're just completely been pulled apart and everything's upside down and they're completely discouraged and god uses him and a small group of people to begin to change things in dramatic ways and so um Let's just talk about Nehemiah, and, and the first point, really, as we, as we talk about him, is that the ministry like this starts with a call. It starts with uh, God saying, here, here it is, guys, here's the ministry that I have for you, and then responding to it, and saying, okay, that, that we see that that's what we're supposed to be doing, and getting into it. And in Nehemiah chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, it says, the, the words of Nehemiah, son of Hathaliah, In the month of Kislev in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hanani, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men. And I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that survived the exile and also about Jerusalem. And they said to me, those who survived the exile are back in the province, are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem Jerusalem is broken down and the gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. And for some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Nehemiah, on receiving the news that everything's fallen apart, he, he uh, takes it hard and then he feels drawn to kind of hang out with God. And you'll see that, that God's going to do something in Nehemiah. But he looked around and saw that everything was a mess and he, he wanted to do something about it. And so this was the, the beginning of the call on the life of Nehemiah. Now, similarly, I believe that God has laid a calling on us in, in a time of uh, great uh, cultural discouragement and, and, and difficulties and troubles and that, that the call is to proceed in and with this simple ministry and that, that God will take it and use it in mighty ways. But it's up to us to respond with the call. And so the, the call is is upon us. And, and my hope and my prayer is that after spending these weeks praying and, and studying the scripture and being together in this process, that you're more than ready to take it on. That you'll go, okay, I'll do it. And that, uh, that God will use it. A, a group of people coming together with, with just a little bit of faith and offering to God what they have being thankful for five things and encouraging two people can change everything so it, it starts with a calling and and I, I believe that all of us have been called into this ministry and that it's a ministry that 100 percent of the people in a church can get involved in everybody can do this everybody can do this some might be gifted to do more and above with a, with a, a special gift of exhortation but everybody's gifted and called into this ministry there's there's no reason that everybody can't actively participate, and and you know and now with technology you don't even have to. Like I was talking to my daughter today, who's often home all day with a baby, and yet she can encourage people on the phone and on Facebook and on Twitter. I mean, we have countless ways to do this thing, not just one way. And so there, there's a calling that we need to respond to. The world's a mess. He's he, he, God's shown us clearly what it looks like, how upside down it is how broken it is, how how, how bad news, is, on top of bad news, is what the focus is, and they need encouragement. And it's a ministry of the church, it's always been for the church, and the church has kind of lost it, its way, and, and has had its focus in other things that are less productive. And and that, you know, he didn't call us to be the moral police, he called us to be those who spread good news, and and to be his ambassadors. And And this is... The, a way that we can do it that everybody gets to be involved the second thing it's going to take though is it, it's going to take selflessness to respond to the call of god in our lives we'll we'll have to use some selflessness instead of what we often do is kind of respond to things in a selfish way and that this has to change um in our lives and nehemiah paints a really good picture of this now nehemiah had a pretty good gig going He was a cupbearer to the king, which is a pretty good position. And uh, he was comfortable, and uh, things were working. And this is going to be a significant deal that he has to go and do something else. Nehemiah 2, 1 through 5 says, In the month of Nisan, in the twentieth year of King Artaxerxes, bet you didn't think I could say that. (laughs) When wine was brought for him, I took the wine and gave it to the king. I had not been sad in his presence before. So the king asked me, why does your face look so sad when you are not ill? This can be nothing but sadness of heart. I was very much afraid, but I said to the king, may the king live forever. Always a good thing to say to the king. Why should my face not look sad when the city where my fathers are buried lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire? And the king said to me, what is it you want? And then I prayed to the God of heaven and I answered the king, if it pleases the king and if your servant has found favor in his sight, let him send me to the city in Judah where my fathers are buried so that I can rebuild it. Now, um, this selflessness was demonstrated by Nehemiah in the fact that he had a, a good thing going. Uh, he, he was fine where he was at. He had a good job, so to speak. And yet, he, he decides to risk it all for the sake of answering the call of God on his life for responding to the call how did he risk it Um, apparently the king was not real fond of people being sad in his presence and so if you were around the king you were expected to be at least happy or pretending to be so and doing otherwise could get you killed because they just wouldn't deal with it and for nehemiah to sort of risk everything in in his bid to be sent uh, to fix his city is a huge deal and, and I firmly believe that if we'll embrace his ministry, that, that we'll be blessed by it, but that's not the reason that we'll do it. The, the reason that we need to do it is that, that it's something that God really wants us to do. And that that needs to be what our yes and amen is all about. And, that, and then God, because of who he is, uh, whenever we lay down our lives, we find it. And that's just the way it works. And, and so it, it, it takes that first step of saying, okay, God, I'm just, I want to do this. Um, and and that's all that really matters. It's not our will. It's His will that that we're looking for. It's not our way, but His way. These are the things that we have to know going into this process. And so there's a calling on us, and it will take a response of selflessness that says, okay, we're going to do it, and we're going to jump in there and start encouraging people. and remember I told you you can start small, you can start at home. If all that happens is you encourage the people in your home, it's a plus, we win. It's it's good stuff. So so you know, it's it's what you can do with it. And your willingness to respond by being thankful for five things will change you and reaching out to, to encourage to will bless them and God will move into the mix. But but our response is we know that God wants to do us and so we move towards him. And then we need to have a plan, that's the third thing. Uh, there, there needs to be a plan to follow. And Nehemiah 2:11 through 16 says, I went to Jerusalem, and after staying there three days, I set out during the night with a few men. I had not told anyone what God had put in my heart to do for Jerusalem. There were no mounts with me except the one I was riding on. By night I went out through the valley gate toward the jackal well and the dung gate, examining the walls of Jerusalem, which had been broken down and its gates which had been destroyed by fire. And then I moved on toward the Fountain Gate and the King's Pool, but there was not enough room for my mount to get through, so I went up the valley by night, examining the wall. Finally, I turned back and re-entered through the Valley Gate. The officials did not know where I had gone or what I was doing because as of, as yet I had said nothing to the Jews or the priests or nobles or officials or any others who would be doing the work. Nehemiah goes to the city and then he takes time to survey the situation. And he comes up with a plan. And he, he he has a plan for what he feels God wants him to do in this process. And so this plan, if you go on and read the rest of Nehemiah, is going to be very important because a lot of opportunities to get distracted present themselves. And there's people who don't want this thing to succeed and they're always trying to get in the way and there's people trying to sort of call Nehemiah off the project to come over to be a part of this party or be a part of that thing and, and Nehemiah sticks to the plan. And you know the, the primary work of the rebuilding of the walls was accomplished in 52 days. Been ripped down. No hope. No. But they dig in. They come up with a plan. They stick to it. And God meets them there. And, and, and so to me this is what he, he wants us. He's called us into this ministry. We need to respond selflessly and then we have this little plan that we're going to follow. And, and you know most of the steps already because I've given you the two big ones, but I've got a few other things to add into this plan. And if we'll stick to the plan, I think the, the ministry will be a powerful force in the world around us. So, the encourager's plan then is this. First thing you have to do, so this is the encourager's plan, is you have to get focused. How do you get focused? By thinking about those verses I've asked you to memorize. Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. That's the best way I know to get focused about all sorts of things. I mean, just there's so much stuff to think about there on the throne room of God and being connected to God and, and what Jesus has done for us and how it should then move into ministry in our own lives. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, having our bodies washed with pure water. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. That's the focus that we start with. And and that I've asked you to learn those verses all along knowing that this would be a part of the plan. To to be able to speak them. Now, if you haven't learned them, fine. There's still cards in the back. Just take the card with you. Read the card. That'll work. and And maybe over time you'll memorize it. But this is a part of the encourager's plan that we have. And then, having done that, we need to be thankful for five things. I encourage you to do that early in the day. I think it's the best time to do it. I, I like to start my day being thankful. And i got to tell you, it makes a huge difference. It does in my life. Uh, it is so much better than starting the day with a huge run of bad news and spin and politics and everything else it's just so much better to just be thankful and to think about the things that you're thankful for even in the midst of difficult things there's things to be thankful for even in the midst of you know hard stuff there's always things to be thankful for always and it puts you in a better spot for when things happen so you can quickly just kind of get to god about them and 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 talk with him about them and, and it'll change your perspective. And so I want you to be thankful for five things every day. And then what we're going to add to the plan is this little concept I have that I'm calling getting dressed. And, and uh, it's always a good thing to get dressed before you start the day, right? Uh, you know, especially if you're going out to do things. <laughs> and what what I'd have you do there is either read or memorize the verses from Ephesians 6:12 through 18 and... Uh, my next series happens to be called Get Dressed. So when I get back in this, we're going to talk about those verses a verse at a time, and I'm going to give you a chance to learn them, okay? I think it's that important and it's part of the plan. And, and it's about getting spiritually ready to engage the day. And that'll happen in that process. And that, you know, I, I, as I move through this, I want to make sure that we're, we're ready to face pushback that 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 the ministry that we're embarking in is going to be a lot of fun but there's always pushback things happen to try and get you discouraged so that you don't do it and if you're not dressed spiritually you won't be able to do it and and uh and so we're going to work that into what we're doing this whole idea of getting dressed for now you can think about this bracelet is getting dressed and Put it on in the morning. And remember, I already told you how to do it. Start on the left wrist. Once you've been thankful for five things, and encourage two people, move it over. Now, I'm not going to make you wear these or check them or anything. It's not like you've got to have it on to come and get dinner or breakfast. <laughs> and, and I know for, for some of you uh, more, more uh, interested in, in pretty things on your wrists, it ain't very pretty, but it's practical. And, and if you don't need it to remember, that's fine. But it's, it really helps me. These kind of things help me. And then we're coming up with other tricks too, like if you discourage someone, you need to snap yourself. <laughs> snap yourself now. You are discouraging. So anyway, there's, I'm sure we'll come up with more uses. But for me, it's a very, very helpful tool, and, and so I wanted you to have them. Then uh, we need to encourage two people. That's, that's part of the plan. That should be an everyday thing. It should be a part of life. My, my hope would be that you, you even decide that you're going to do more than two. But two is good. If, if all you get is two, great, good, perfect, two. So just keep it to that. And then, finally, what I want you to do in this plan is to connect. And so, uh, I'm sure you're probably shocked, but I started another website. How many websites do you have? I have a few. And um, I, I put this one together just for this ministry. It's already, it's up, it's almost finished. It's 90% finished, but it's working fine. And and it's encouraged2.com. Uh and, oh, there it is. Okay. And so, um, we'll be adding to it as we go. Here's here's my hope, is that there's, there's something that will fuel this if we choose to get involved. And so, uh, I'm going to start putting on there things that I'm thankful for every day. We'll call it a thankful five. What I'd like you to do is come to the website and comment. Write what you're thankful for on the comment section. It'll get posted. Write... Uh, how you encourage someone, write how someone encouraged you. And those things will begin to pop on the website and then you can comment on other people's comments. And we can relate to one another. And that there'll be something in that that will help this thing to go. Because, you you know, I can see you on Wednesday and I can see you on, on the weekend and get you going again, But but I think we need to be reminded every day of what we're doing. And so that whole website is designed to make that happen, to connect. And on the right side of that website... It's a little hard to see. It says subscribe over there on the bottom right on that thing. And uh, he's, all, yeah, he's getting to it. Go down a little more. You see that blank? Yeah. See that blank right there? Okay. Um, what you do is you need to subscribe to that website. And you put your, your email address in there and you hit subscribe. And I'll tell you what will happen after you do that. It's this little box will pop up and it's a CAPTCHA. You, if you've been on the computer, you know whether it'll say put these letters in that are kind of all funny and hard to read and a thing. Right? And then it'll say, okay, boom, you've subscribed. Then you have to go, it'll send you an email. You have to open your email and say yes. If you'll do that, if you will go and subscribe to that website, I will give you a free gift that I think you're gonna like. The brand new Encouraged 2 t-shirts. Alright? We're not selling them. The only way you can get it is to sign up to the website. Once you've signed up and your name gets on the list, you can come to church and say, My name's on the list, they'll look. And they'll hand you your website, all right? They'll hand you your t-shirt. And and if you ever forget, it's encouraged2.com. If you can't remember that, look at your bracelet. It's on there. And if you typed in thankful5.com, you would show up too, because I, I bought that, all right? Pointed it to the site so that nobody could get confused. I want you to get connected. Why? I just think it's that important, that this is how it's got to happen, that, that you need things like this in life, or you get distracted. And that the reason Nehemiah was successful and the people were successful, they didn't let the distractions get to them. And so... i I think that we've been called with a simple plan to make a huge difference and i believe that with my all that i am before you that that i I don't usually sit up here and do this kind of stuff that that god wants to take this and do something amazing with it and that a small group of people coming with what they have with a little faith god can do miraculous things and and i believe he can take it and that the ministry of encouragement brings people to the lord that the ministry of encouragement has the power to heal and change and transform lives, and that that it's powerful, powerful stuff. So th- that's the plan. And there's the website, and and uh, if if you get linked up, we'll we'll next week they'll have it. We're gonna have a table in the back, and we'll have the t-shirts out, and I got plenty of t-shirts for everyone in every size. I was wearing one around yesterday, and and uh, someone said to me, "Is that the only size you got?" Because obviously it's a big one. <laughs> I know we got them in all sizes. Um, And if you haven't signed up and you want to, next weekend we'll make it possible for you to sign it right here. We'll have some laptops in the back all ready to go because we want to encourage you to get signed up, get involved. Get involved, we'll give you a t-shirt. The bands will give you free. Um, And then, you know, read the site. One of the things as you get involved I'd like you to do is send the site around to people that you know. We won't send them all a T-shirt if they sign up, but we'll send them all a wristband and, and the cards and some other stuff, all right? And that information is there how to do that. The church, are, the shirts are just for you guys, okay, as you get signed up. So please do that. Do you remember when we started, if you were here, I don't know how many of you here were here 13 weeks ago, but I gave you a quiz when we started. I said I didn't, wouldn't grade it, and I didn't. Still won't. I said we'd do it when we finished again. And uh, I just want to read through it. If you have the bulletin, it's there. Um, Did I even put those slides in? Is there a slide for this quiz? I don't think there is. You have to look at the bullets because I figured you'd have to do your answers. And here are the questions. And I don't know if you remembered your answers from week number one, but I hope that they've improved. The first question I asked you was, do you speak more words of encouragement than you do of criticism, complaint, or correction? How are you doing with that? I hope that you understand why it's so important, how powerful our words are, why they need to be used properly. Are people more cheerful when they're around you? Do, you? do you think you're making a difference? or Are you just adding to the fear level of everybody else? I, I want to make a difference when, when When people are around me, I want them to feel better i don't not always there yet, but I'm working on it and And the big one of all those would your family consider you to be an encouraging person? Remember this stuff all starts at home. How are you doing with that okay uh Do the process. Do you apologize to people after you've been negative or discouraging or complaining? I told you to start the process and it'll help you to quit being negative, discouraging, and complaining. Go back when you realize you've done it and say, I'm sorry. Make it right. It's significant in what we do. Um, Have you been diligent in encouraging people that you're regularly in contact with? If you haven't been, now's the time to start. Now get, get on it. Start encouraging the people around you. It will change them. Do you pass along good news and let gossip stop with you? We've talked about that, and again, the power of that. That needs to be the kind of people we become. Is your conversation with friends generally building up other people? If you are talking about other people, make sure the direction is that you're talking about how cool they are, how good they are. Not... You always see the beauty of their potential. Always. Nothing else. Have you recognized how encouraging God is to others as well as to you? That should be settling in as you start remembering to be thankful. Because it becomes apparent, all the things that God is doing in your life. Does your impatience, anger, and selfishness get in the way of encouraging other people? It certainly can if you allow it to. And are you doing better with that? And am I patient in spending time with and listening to God so He can encourage my heart? Because He will. you got to make time to hang out with Him. Get your focus right. right. These are the tools, guys, that He's given us to embrace His ministry. And my prayer, my heart is that, that you'll take it. I'm, we'll do everything we can. We have other reminders coming at you to help you get this. Um, we're not... I, I hope, you know, it's, it's not about marketing because... We're giving it all away. <laughs> it's about having things that help you remember, all right? And, and that we need not to get distracted. And little simple things. Amazing to me, uh, having this, how, what a great reminder it is. Already, I've had it a week. And it's a great reminder. I mean, I was already on it, but it's even better because it makes me get it going quicker. And, and uh, so we have those. There's more thankful five cards in the back today. If you, They're a little bigger this time. We're, we're trying to find one size that works. If you're not doing this, take a couple of cards. Put them where you'll see them. All right? You've got the bracelet down, but stick this on the bathroom mirror like we talked about. Put it on the, tape it to the steering wheel. I've had people tell me they got them in their cars. they got them all over. Look for them. It will help you. Um, good thing in a car. Being thankful is a good thing when you're in a car because you can go downhill real fast. <laughs> Driving. All right? So all that stuff's back there. It's for you, to help you, to bless you, to embrace the ministry so that we can get out there. And the, under the power of God see the world change around us for Christ Amen Amen Alright well um, if you're watching my video thanks for watching if you need anything you can call us write us um, we'll do all that we can to help you and uh, encourage you in the process we're going to pray as a group and we'll call it a night Father thank you tonight for your goodness to us your faithfulness your love for us and and Papa, settle this calling in our hearts.